This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser, and healthier. My name is Julia Spohr, and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. spirits, you amazing souls, consciousness and trapped in these vessels that we call our bodies. Welcome to the show. I am so happy that we get to spend this time together. I'm so happy that I get to talk to you and just barf my stream of thoughts on you, um, which there is a lot of things that I want to talk about. Um, today, I want to talk about, I think, a subject that is missing in our conversation about mental health i want to talk about overstimulation and i don't know why we don't really talk about that i think we talk about depression or panic attacks anxiety and you know you know that's very good that we talk about it um but i feel like overstimulation and sensory overload this is a very real danger especially these days and i feel like not a lot of people are uh, again talking about that and realizing what can be the implications of that and why it happens and what can we do about it. So this episode will uh, delve deep into that. I will talk a bit about my current experience because, uh, you know, this is not coming from nowhere. I have recently had an episode, I guess, uh, where... Yeah, I had a, a sort of a breakdown um, from overstimulation and it was a moment of like an awakening that I need to to change some things in my life because this is kind of unsustainable. And I need I think I need to prefix this by saying that I did have that experience of overstimulation even though I am still you know practicing yoga meditation and and running and exercising so this is just to say that even if you are living a healthy lifestyle this can still happen to you and so yeah I encourage you to to listen to a bit of research that I've done and yeah I'm gonna quote some studies and just talk about overstimulation so yeah let's start at the beginning because I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself which my thoughts are pretty random recently which is also caused a bit uh, caused a bit by that so yeah first things first overstimulation or sensory overload happens when your senses are completely overloaded and overwhelmed with information and and that is making it difficult or sometimes nearly impossible um, to fully process that information you are receiving this is extremely common for people diagnosed as um, hypersensitive or simply you know highly sensitive people and if you have been listening to the podcast for a while now you will know um, that I am a self-diagnosed highly sensitive person and that is just a person who is processing things very deeply all the information 
who is noticing a lot of different details and is very, again, sensitive to stimuli. Um, and that makes us um, very empathetic, but also very prone to overstimulation and kind of sort of this breakdown if we don't spend some time on just, you know, winding down, coming back to ourselves, sitting in peace. And so, yes, overstimulation is something that is most common in uh, people who are highly sensitive. However, it can happen to all of us, especially these days. And also, apart from being an HSP, people who are diagnosed with uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder also known as ADHD, or autism, may also be especially prone to uh, this sensory overload. However, again, this can happen to all of us, and especially these days, this is very common. So um, I am going to talk about my personal experience, because I feel like sensory overload can look very differently uh, depending on what kind of person you are and what kind of lifestyle and what kind of stimuli have caused this overload. Um, so I'm going to firstly talk about my experience and then move on to a bit of the science behind that. So when it comes to me, um, recently my life has been very eventful and you know that is because it's springtime and it's pretty much the first like summer spring after covid at least here that you have like the freedom to do everything and so it has been an eventful time professionally also i have started kind of a new relationship i've been going out a lot because of this being a pretty covid free time i've been you know traveling a bunch and yeah also doing a lot of exciting projects for the podcast it's exam season and all of that together has just been very stimulating and you know i'm super grateful that a lot of things are happening and i'm you know these are only good things and i cannot complain and i've been very happy but there is something like too much of a good thing because of all of these things happening um you know i have not had a lot of time to wind down and to process things which I need as a highly sensitive person and so this has led me to this episode of overstimulation and overload so what has happened to me personally was that about two weeks ago on a Sunday after yeah another very busy and eventful week full of traveling working meeting people and a lot of overthinking as I usually do I also attended a meeting with a family member which did not go very well and that's just it, it tipped the scale in that bad direction I remember I just came back home very irritated like literally everything was irritating and sort of annoying to me I wanted to come back and work because I had a lot of things to do and a lot of other responsibilities that I needed to tend to but I just wasn't able to focus like at all even for 10 seconds everything just seemed so loud and stimulating and created even more thoughts in my head which I already had too many at that point and you know I thought that maybe I just needed to relax for an hour and maybe then I will be able to work and I tried to do something to get back to myself but I just couldn't meditate I couldn't talk to anyone I couldn't listen to music I 
couldn't watch anything. I tried to to play some Netflix, uh, but everything was just so irritating. I remember that there was just like some music playing from the outside and there were just like sounds of people talking and that wasn't actually that loud but it seemed as if they were right here next to my ear screaming at me and yet everything was just so like my clothes were irritating I couldn't look at myself in the mirror everything was just too much I felt as if my head was a highway of random and very loud thoughts and this is maybe something that is personal to me because I personally my thoughts are very audible and I can hear sounds in my head the whole day and I always think in terms of language and I can hear myself thinking like I have that inner ear and that was um tap and I could hear every little thing in my head very very loudly it felt as if these thoughts were like screaming and and laughing at me I I even like I couldn't sit still or lay in one position because I was so physically uncomfortable as well I wanted to I I kind of wanted to like rip my hands and legs of my body which may sound kind of extreme but I was just so like angry and annoyed and also kind of scared because you know I just couldn't understand what was happening to me and I thought maybe I just need to take a shower to, you know, rinse that up because that was like the evening. But when I undressed and turned on the water, it seemed just, you know, very loud and again, just irritating. So I remember I came back to the bedroom and and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was so overwhelmed and I just wanted to kind of get out of this place of this body of this of this consciousness I just wanted to escape I wanted everything to shut up and just leave me alone I wanted all the responsibilities to disappear all the people to disappear I wanted the world to be me and nothing else and yeah I just wanted to scream so so I did that I actually started screaming into a pillow uh, which is usually very helpful by the way I really really recommend you try it sometime if you need it and if you have the urge to punch a wall or scream um yeah take a pillow and and scream and I feel like that is actually very helpful so after I did that a bunch I I just burst out crying it was just everything was too much and and I felt so overwhelmed I I remember I sat on the ground I was half naked and I just started to cry but like ugly cry like a child I curled up and just I was holding my knees and and I remember I kept repeating to myself I want everything to shut up and I was saying like please no more thoughts and and yeah no more thoughts and I, and I cried like that for I think like 30 minutes and I just kept repeating no more thinking please leave me alone and I want to go so when I you know cried like that and then I kind of finally got a bit calmer and it was less loud in my head I then I knew I need to go to my safe space now um, where I don't have to think where I am myself and I am at peace and for me personally 
that is not really like a location, like a physical place. My safe space personally is just the activity of moving. I feel calm and I feel myself when I am running or cycling or swimming. So I just got dressed. But I remember it was just like I was in the zombie mode. I kept looking down to like avoid any more stimuli um and yeah I, I really I didn't really think about what I was doing I didn't think about what clothes I was putting on I didn't want to look at the mirror yeah it was just as if I wanted to avoid any thoughts or just processing of information I think I was kind of scared of it so I was in this zombie mode of like not thinking at all like trying to to have that blank mind so yeah I got dressed somehow I I sent a very like primitive and simple text to my mother actually so there was someone in the world who knew that I was having that that experience you know back then when it was happening I thought I was having like a panic attack because you know that's the only thing I heard about in the past and I had no idea what else it could be uh, so yeah and and then I went out uh, on my bike it was about like 9 p.m and and I was crying and cycling and just decided to go on my, like, a, a route that I do usually. I know it very well. It's just a route to a neighboring city. And I, I did that because it didn't really require any, like, decision making from me. And I just, I just went there on, like, autopilot and just sat down in a park uh, where I eventually calmed down and after crying a bit more I came back to myself and and just sat in silence and yeah and then it was better because I had that opportunity to let it all out and process but the whole experience was very scary and like I said I I didn't know what was happening to me because again I feel like we are not talking about this being a possibility this being a thing and this is what this is what happened to me when it comes to overstimulation however I did a lot of research when it comes to how other people are experiencing it and and here are some signs you can look out for them in yourself or in others um, so overstimulation usually feels like you have this sense of overwhelm um, also extreme irritability like this is what happened to me for me it was this feeling as if it was very loud in my head and each thought is kind of screaming at you. But for a lot of people, it's just this inability to ignore loud sounds and strong smells, bright lights, or to be honest, just normal light coming from the windows or other sensory information like that. For example, when there's a siren outside, you may jump or like clasp your hands over your ears. You can experience this difficulty focusing due to competing sensory input. Probably you will be feeling some anxiety, restlessness, worry or negative thoughts like in a cycle. Of course, there's just this general sense of physical discomfort and you can also have that extreme sensitivity to certain types of textures or clothing and for me you know I had that my clothes were very irritable that's why I thought I wanted to like undress and take a shower but <laughs> it wasn't a great idea um yeah you can uh, experience panic in extreme cases uh, people who are you know, in extreme discomfort from overstimulation, they may show what I've read are common symptoms of a panic attack, especially if they are not 
able to get away from these stimuli that are causing their discomfort. You can have difficulty sleeping. And, you know, for some people, overstimulation is something that happens very gradually and it can actually last for a very long period of time because it's happened so gradually. You kind of get used to living in this state even without realizing that it's happening for some people it will happen all at once all of a sudden just like it happened for me so sensory overload is a real danger and and now i want to dive more into like the science behind it you know because usually my coping mechanism with everything in life that seems to be a problem what i do is i dive deep into google scholar and and do a lot of research and here this is no exception i i really did a lot of research so yeah what is sensory overload on a neurological level so you need to understand that the human brain kind of functions like a highly complex organic computer your senses relay on information from your surrounding environment to your brain and in turn your brain interprets this information then it instructs your body on how to react to these stimuli and sometimes there is competing sensory data coming to your brain from your environment and your brain may struggle to interpret all of this information at the same time and when that happens your brain becomes overwhelmed and it will signal to your body instructing it to get away from the more overwhelming pieces of sensory input that it is receiving so essentially your brain feels trapped by these high volumes of inputs that it's picking on and then your body begins to panic and a bit to try to protect you from this overwhelming stimuli and more than that there are also metabolic costs that come with having so many things to think about at once and processing so many stimuli i mean Asking the brain to shift attention from one activity to another or from one topic to another or from one app to another causes the prefrontal cortex, so the logical region of your brain and your striatum to burn up glucose, which is, you know, the same fuel that they need to stay on task. And this kind of rapid and continual shifting that we do when we multitask causes uh, the brain to burn through fuel so quickly that we feel exhausted and disoriented after even a short period of time like we have literally depleted the nutrients in our brain and of course this leads to compromises in both cognitive and like physical performance so you can literally break yourself down because among other things repeated task switching and thinking about many things at once leads to anxiety which also raises uh, levels of the stress hormone cortisol in the brain which in turn can lead to panic attacks mental breakdown heart attacks or like even strokes so when it comes to the dangers the list of other serious conditions that overstimulation can cause is very long and and these are very serious things that can happen to you And that's why I really want to talk about this and I want to make it more known because overstimulation is something that a lot of people experience on some level these days. And this extreme case of overstimulation, the probability of that happening to us is 
increasing very rapidly in today's world because our brains today are busier than ever before. Like we are assaulted with facts, pseudo facts, you know, this jibber jabber and rumor and just all kinds of information from all kinds of sources and trying to figure out what you need to know and what you can ignore is exhausting and at the same time we are all doing more and more and of course when it comes to the sources of these stimuli these days we have so many devices and I know that you're probably sick of people talking about how like awful smartphones and and devices are these days and how awfully they they work on our mental health and I don't want to be like another person to talk about that because I feel like smartphones and and devices are posing such great opportunities and I don't want to paint them in only bad light because again they can be great opportunities however today our smartphones are something that we have more contact with than like our partners they are really like swiss army knife like tools that include your web browser work communicator private communicator calendar calculator email you know like game boy guitar tuner weather forecaster gps you know texter twitter instagram updater debit card your id card your camera uh, your bus ticket shopping card you know flashlight birthday reminder it's pretty much the ultimate tool for all kinds of human activities in the 21st century and like they are more powerful than most advanced computer at ibm uh, like 10 years ago and we do use them all the time you know we suffer from that 21st century mania for cramming everything we do into every single spare moment of downtime like i mean i text while i'm walking across the street i catch up on emails when i'm standing in a queue or when i have lunch with my friends i actually discreetly check and see what other friends are doing when i'm hiking i play podcasts to take advantage of the opportunity for learning and it's just that our smartphones are giving us this opportunity for multitasking and we do it all the time every day we are just kind of in this in this mode of multitasking and our brains are not wired to multitask well when people think they are multitasking they're actually just switching from one task to another very rapidly and every time they do that there is a cognitive cost in doing so like even though we think we are getting a lot done ironically uh, research shows that multitasking makes us considerably less efficient multitasking has been found to increase the production of of cortisol the stress hormone as well as uh, the fight or flight hormone adrenaline which can overstimulate your brain and cause mental fog or scrambled thinking or sensory overload (laughs) so yeah multitasking creates this dopamine addiction feedback loop because it's effectively rewarding the brain for actually losing focus and for constantly searching for external stimulation and to make matters worse the prefrontal cortex has this novelty bias meaning that its attention can be easily hijacked by something new and it will always prefer the new thing like the proverbial new shiny object we use to entice infants puppies and kittens and the irony here is that 
the very brain region we try to rely on for staying on task, which is this logical prefrontal cortex, is is getting distracted all of the time by these uh, new tasks that we are that we are doing. And you know, these days we also are rushing to do something all the time. Like these days, we live such fast-paced lives like never before. I feel like our schedules are always full and we feel like we need to catch up on others because like it seems like everyone is doing so much and we are still not productive enough even though our schedules are so full and our lives are so fast-paced. We feel like we're not productive enough, we're not achieving enough, we are not meeting enough people, we are not working out enough, not traveling enough, not learning enough. And so these days we put uh, so much pressure on ourselves to constantly do, 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 do. And then there's another factor, which is that productivity is actually addicting. So we don't even allow ourselves rest to wind down because like each time we send an email or we get a small task accomplished, we have that sense of satisfaction and our brain gets like a dose of these reward hormones that are telling us that we we know we have accomplished something and yeah so each time we check twitter feed or instagram update we encounter something novel we feel more connected socially and and then we get another dollop of of these reward hormones but this is actually very dangerous because we get addicted to the feeling of of productivity and multitasking because yeah dopamine is is actually addicting and like there are countless studies that show that in all animals like for example birds after they spend a couple of days you know preparing their nests and and collecting sticks and and other materials to to build their home their brain is flashed with dopamine with like reward hormones as a way to motivate them and reward them for all that hard work and so we also get addicted and we want to keep doing all of these things. So through devices, through through us being bombarded with messages and advertisements and people and friends and meetings and, and us wanting to be productive and we just keep adding things to our plate. So overstimulation is something that I think to an extent we all experience these days. Some people more than others and also some people are more sensitive to that than others. However, I feel like we all have a problem with overstimulation and and we all need to find ways to deal with that because like I said me um, I have been focusing on living quite a balanced life so I still am maintaining my meditation routine and yoga and and walking and running and cycling and doing my movement practices and even though I am still leading quite a I mean I have been overstimulated don't get me wrong this is a crazy period of my life but you know, you have to think about that. It can happen to to all of us, no matter how grounded you think you are. This can kind of sneak up on you. So I recommend you to be careful. And now let's just move on at the end to ways so we can deal with that overstimulation. And first of all, I would say that you need to let it all out. So, you know, for me, that was screaming and crying and just doing all the ugly things that we don't want to do in front of other people that's why we keep holding that stress and that tension inside because we we just don't want to express it but we need to express it so if you are overly stimulated you need to kind of get all of that 
out. And and then I I would also recommend for you to get to your safe space. And you you know, for me that's actually moving. It's not a physical space. However, I would recommend you to find yourself a quiet and visually also neutral place that will not cause you more stimuli so this is what happens like immediately if you are having that sensory breakdown overload and and when that happens i would i would recommend you to come back to the present moment meditate like do some mindful breathing exercises and yeah and set boundaries like ask the people around you to give you time and space to wind down and reset consider asking for some quiet time and quiet space that you can be alone in if you are living with other people this is a big one you know this can be really challenging when you want to be there support and help the people that you're around but you actually cannot help anyone else if you are not okay so this means that you need to let those around you know that you are not available to talk at the moment you need to tell your housemate your partner that you need to stay in your room for for the evening for you know how much you need it may not feel good in the moment but like trust me when I say it will end up a lot better than putting yourself in danger of overstimulation you know irritability is not great in in relationships so we just really take time to yeah to to reset when you deal with with that immediate breakdown I would recommend you to think about the cause of this overstimulation and and pinpoint the sources of the most intense stimuli because they are not all equal and for sure there is something that has caused you this this breakdown and this overload so trying to pinpoint that and address it and then you know there's the big one I'd consider limiting your screen time and I know there is this emphasis on the word try because I know it's not easy to to do this when everything like our whole lives are online and the cell phone is just always so tempting and yeah I, I i understand that but you have to remember that it is contributing immensely to your overstimulation and a good way is to start just limiting this by setting time limits on your phone or leaving it in a different room when you're trying to work or just you know not being with it 24 7 and also I would recommend making your devices less stimulating. So what I personally have done after my episode, if I can say that, is I made my phone like colorless. I don't have any wallpapers. I, I deleted all the apps from my home screen so I can actually just look for them. But yeah, I also turned off all the notifications, uh, all the sounds. I really like, I recommend you to declutter your home screen again because like this is something that you see so many times during the day. And with all the colors, all the like badges, it's just too much, at least for me. And yeah, you know, our brain is just not designed for processing so much information and it makes it so tempting and the designers of of the software on all, all the apps they know it very well and they know how to get you excited about the apps and so you just have to be more careful to not get manipulated by that you know and and yeah and lastly i would just recommend you to create an environment with less stimuli so like physically if you are overwhelmed with I don't know fluorescent lights fit your home and office with like soft warm natural lighting or if you struggle when you hear loud noise like invest in good pair of 
noise-canceling headphones. And lastly, of course, consider practicing mindful breathing and meditation because that has actually helped me uh, quite a bit after after I had my biggest moment of, of overload. Um, yeah, I had to focus more on quieting myself and before I go I just want to say that this can happen to anyone and be careful especially if you also feel like you are a highly sensitive person or ADHD or OCD no matter like I don't want to you know use too many labels but this is a real danger especially in this current way that we are living and, you know, there is no shame in that happening to us. You know, it has happened to me. I'm, I feel very well now. And it was just a moment. And, and actually, I'm so grateful that it was, uh, you know, it was sudden, but I came back to myself very quickly. So just just take care of yourself. And I hope that this episode was helpful or will be helpful to you. Let me know definitely what you think. What are your thoughts about this topic? You can hit me up on our Instagram. It's at beingbetter.pod or using our email. It's podcast.beingbetter at gmail.com. You can learn more about the show on our website. It's beingbetter.info. And yeah, I'm always happy to, to, to chat with you about like your lives or about things that we talk about on the podcast or about literally anything and everything. I will leave you now, but please take care of yourself if you can of someone else too. And I will speak to you in the next episode. Being Better is edited and produced by Julia Spohr. You can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website, beingbetter.info. And the Instagram is at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by word of mouth. So if you can, please tell your family, your friends, and what the hell, also tell your enemies. You know, we don't discriminate on this podcast. So tell them about the show, tell them about why you like it, and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host. You can also share it on social media platforms, and if you tag us, we'll make sure to reply. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'll speak to you very, very soon.